Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Move it, Brad. Move it, Brad. Welcome to the first ever episode of Caged In Presents Movie Brat Bros. Kicking off with our first series, De Palma Rama. If the title doesn't give it away, we are looking at the films of Brian De Palma. And through this series, I kind of wanted to give you a little heads up of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be looking at the films of the movie brats, who were um, a kind of contingent of directors in the early, mid, late 70s and beyond who kind of um, revolutionised Hollywood, the kind of new Hollywood generation. So that includes Brian De Palma, Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, John Milius, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. I'm going to look at all of them, but I wanted to go series by series through those directors, see how their careers mount up against Francis Ford Coppola's, keeping it kind of in step with what we're doing on the main feed of the podcast. So... We're kicking off this first episode with Brian De Palma's 1974 musical horror comedy pastiche. Absolute gem. The Phantom of the Paradise. And I am joined on this episode by Daryl and Jeanette Bear, who were absolutely fantastic. A little heads up, this episode was recorded late last year. So obviously there's a few things like that might be. We talk about Tick, Tick, Boom coming out we talk about uh west side story coming out we none of us had seen those films yet so we don't talk about those but they they obviously yeah the they all were a part of the tapestry that made a a year about musicals and felt like a kind of prescient and poignant time to be talking about uh, a, a musical by a, a movie brat so yeah i hope you enjoy this i'm not going to spoon feed you too much about who brian de palmer is what he does, I'm sure, throughout the podcast series, you'll pick up on all of the little things you need to know and stuff that, as I learn it and you learn it, and where he was at his life in that time and all of that kind of stuff. If you haven't seen this film, I would really recommend picking up the Arrow Blu-ray release, which is absolutely fantastic. It's packed full of bonus material and kind of interviews and commentaries and stuff like that. That's well worth your money and well worth your time. And it would be the perfect companion piece and you'll probably uh, delve through that and go hey that's where these guys got a lot of their information about the behind the scenes stuff 
for this film but uh, this episode was still a lot of fun and I very much hope you enjoy it so I guess all that's left to do is to get movie bratting with the bros 20th Century Fox presents Phantom of the Paradise a gothic horror story what was that a beautiful love story A cinematic odyssey through the rock universe. From Greece to glitter and beyond. The story of a sound, the man who created it, the girl who sang it. The monster who stole it, and the phantom who haunts the paradise, the ultimate rock palace. Phantom of the Paradise. My music is for Phoenix. Only she can sing it. Anyone else that tries dies. Phoenix. Phoenix. Well, you told me one time that you'd be somebody that you weren't working just to survive. B. Man, you better get yourself a castrato for this. Paul Williams as Swan. And the angels that I want you to stop terrorizing the paradise and rewrite your cantata. And the Phantom. Phantom of the Paradise. There really is the Phantom. This episode's look into the beautifully perverse world of Brian De Palma is with his 1974 satirical horror musical comedy, Phantom of the Paradise. In the frame of my split diopter this week is a pair of guests known for their stringing triple bills together with a common word. However, today they're helping me conduct auditions, throw out any hopeful musicians and get their fingernails dirty in the world of Brian De Palma. <laughs> it's two of my favourite people, Sudden Double Deep's very own Jeanette and Daryl Bear. How are you guys? Hi, we're good. Hello. We're good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very well. It's, it's weird to be in the same room as you guys. Yeah. This is, yeah. A, this is a, a first uh, in-person recording a very long time for myself. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's weird. It's a new venture. I feel, I feel fresh. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel new. I feel wet, like a newborn baby, and that I feel, and now I feel dirty, as I imagine you should do when you're talking about a Brian De Palma film. Yeah. Uh, so, um, let me ask you both. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you make of Brian De Palma, and like, what, what are the, what are the kind of things that spring to mind when you think of a Brian De Palma film? Ooh. Um, for me, when I think of De Palma, I think of films shot on film, like that that have that kind of depth to them. Um, you know, I know, I know, you know, he probably doesn't do that anymore. But I always, I, I always remember thinking, whenever I think of a De Palma film, they've always got that, like, yeah, 
that kind of nice um, grainy depth that you get only when you film a, a film on actual physical film. Um, so yeah, they, they're always kind of like very, they've got a certain atmosphere to them because of that, you know, in a kind of like vintagey quality to me. Um, so yeah, that's what I think of when I think of De Palma. What about you? Yeah, he's a, he's more than a, a, a Hitchcock ripper offer. Sorry. <laughs> I just no, realised no. how that sounded. <laughs> sounded painful, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. he's more than that. Um, there is more to him. He has a lot of bells and whistles he uses, and and yeah, like he's a uh, he's great with suspense, and mm. he's he's great with 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 all those elements that kind of that yeah. He he takes I think the best of Hitchcock's elements and and absolutely does his damnedest or did his damnedest I should say to kind of inject his films with with a kind of revitalized and more a uh, contemporary version of that like a contemporary noir kind of a little bit yeah. well it's very much like hitchcock with sleaze right yeah there's a sleazy <laughs> quality sleazecock yeah yeah, yeah, sleaze cock. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hitchcock was pretty sleazy towards like, the end all by he was himself fucking filth but yeah um, so yeah it's just <laughs> yeah this is like a different type of sleaze well, well i think like the common thread that they share is they weren't afraid to show their love of like beautiful women mm-hmm. on screen and i know like brian de palma has said like when people question him like why is it like women in peril in your films he's like well one i like to photograph women and yeah. it's mm-hmm. like the kind of i don't know ingrained and inbuilt thing of movie going audiences a lot of the time it's just that thing of a woman holding a candelabra in the dark gotcha, yeah. gets the sympathies of the audience a lot more than like Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm, with a yeah. with a flashlight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like sure. it's, it's just it's just it's it's playing into what it I, certainly helps when you've got um you know majestic beauty Nancy Allen who you are married to for several <laughs> years uh, starring in a lot of your films mm-hmm. early on. That definitely helps for sure. Yeah, not so much in this one, obviously, but still, we've got the wonderful, you know, Jessica Harper all up in her face. And she is a bit of a damsel in distress in this as well. She kind of, she starts out strong, but she kind of has a damselly moment, like, mm-hmm. near the end, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple of times she kind of damsels out a bit, but it's, you know, I'll forgive her. because she is. And she... Paul Williams is pretty beautiful in this as well. He's, he's gorgeous. He is. He is. He's gorgeous. He's a, he's a luscious hair. Uh, luscious oh, hair. In he's this. got amazing yeah, teeth as well. I'm, I'm always in awe of the man's teeth. Well, we'll get into Paul Williams because I, <laughs> I, I like this. Oh, maybe not in that way. Who knows? Who knows? If Paul, you're, We've if you're listening. We've already gone off peace. Why do we guest on podcasts <laughs> and make him dirty? It's all right. Well, Mr. Palmer, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace the sleaze. Embrace the dirtiness of of Brian De Palma with this one. Well, yeah, obviously we're here today to talk about uh, Phantom of the Paradise, which was released November 1st, 1974 in the US. And obviously being the 1970s was released May 11th, 1975 here in the UK. Written and directed by Brian De Palma, as well as having like, it's one of those things, it's got a... uh, it's got like an un like uh uncredited writing credit by oh now now my laptop has decided to go all a bit <laughs> ski with but um one second uh 
it's just because it's it's a it's a woman as well. So me forgetting oh. makes me like look like I I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> uh, Louisa Rose is an right. uncredited ah. writer, mm-hmm. okay. and this is based on a myriad of different All kind sorts of, of stories. Things. So yeah. Faust. Phantom, Phantom of the Opera, of the, opera mm-hmm. the picture of Dorian Gray, there's the Hunchback and Notre Dame yeah. in there, there's elements of like Mary Shelley's like Frankenstein yeah, in there. It just yeah. kind of is like a hodgepodge of Brian De Palma going out there and going, hey, Monsters. let's get all this. Uh, made on a budget of $1.3 million. That was reasonable at the time, I think, for a... You know. I think because we're so used to things having such massive budgets now, like you just you just think like how could you? The nine seventy four like that's the equivalent of maybe about six or seven million today. Yeah. That's that's it. that's almost like Blumhouse, you know, numbers for, but yeah. not for like a rock musical though. It's a, I think it's that's a, where... it sounds very cheap for a film like this. Sure, this this has so many massive set pieces. Um, that you'd imagine are incredibly expensive. So, yeah, I don't know how they got around that. I think having such a technical director means that you can do a lot in camera and it mm-hmm. look a lot more expensive than it actually is. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, bells. I don't know. There's bells and whistles, but there's like there's almost, like, a campness to this film. Oh, yeah. allows, like, the kind of, like... Almost like when you watch an episode of Bottom and you see like the sh- <laughs> the, sh- the set shaking, yes. yeah, you allow course. that to be like it's a part of the fun of the show. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, yes. we'll let it off. Like in this, it's like some of it you can say that's clearly a set, but you're like I'm so enraptured by the the campness and the the joy that this film kind of like Definitely. revels in and the the bizarreness of it all that you're like I don't I don't care <laughs> at this point. Um, so runtime as well. This is a lovely. 91 yeah. minute long film. Mm-hmm. It really uh, clips along. Like, I really Couldn't have shaved a minute off. Couldn't have sped up the credits. No, I think <laughs> they're, allowed, they're allowed that extra minute. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's, it's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like it outstays its welcome. No. And it doesn't rush. It's like, it's a perfectly placed little number. It is. It is. Yeah, I like it. So I'm going to have to push one of you guys who wants to take the opportunity to tell us what this film is. <laughs> Is about <laughs> well. It's about ninety-one minutes, isn't it, Janelle? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall I do exposition corner? I mean, yeah, sure. So on our podcast, Sudden Double Deep, I am usually tasked with um, doing sex position corner, <laughs> where I am, yeah, where I'm the one who sort of succinctly wraps up the film. Um, you say succinctly. <clears throat> I say succinctly. It doesn't always work that way. No. Um, essentially, we have. Uh, Winslow Leach. Winslow Leach. I was going to start with with Swan, but yeah. So like Winslow Leach is a aspiring musician. He's a very very good musician. He's writing a cantata, um, which is kind of based on Faust, and um, and Wins and uh, yeah, he. It's um, Phantom of the Opera meets Faust. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Swan is a record producer and and very big name in the rock industry uh, who is looking for the next big thing. Who absolutely doesn't have a record label called Swan Song. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> Which that we will Led get into. Zeppelin, yeah, <laughs> that is Led Zeppelin's label and it's not called Swan Song at all. Um, but yeah, he's looking for the next big thing that he can rip off, Steel. essentially. Yep. And, uh, and it's yeah. very jaded, isn't it, about the music industry in the 1970s? It's almost like they knew something. Yeah. It's almost like they knew something we didn't. Um, 
But yeah, so, and he hears Winslow's lovely music and he's like, that's perfect. I want that, but I'm going to steal it and I'm going to make it mine and I'm going to make loads of money off of it. Um, and uh, and he does, he does that. But poor Winslow, kind of, he's just like, this is my music. You can't steal it from me. Uh, and Swan's just like, mm, watch me, mate. So yeah, he has him, he has him framed uh, for a crime he didn't commit. They have him locked up in prison, but Winslow escapes. He gets disfigured and he um, hides out in Swan's nightclub called The Paradise. Um, where, yeah, he's, he's kind of all these all these spooky goings on happen, just like Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we also have like uh, this kind of this deal with the devil. There's these pacts, obviously very yep. Faustian pacts where sort of Swan goes to him and says, I will play your music and I will I will have the singer that you want, which is the lovely Phoenix. But you have to basically sell your soul to me. So yeah, it kind of and it goes on from there really. So yeah, it's just it's this beautiful mix of, um, you know, like you were saying, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like uh, you know, Faust and, um, Phantom of the Opera, and all, and and we also get some uh, portrait of Dorian Gray in there later because Swan is much older than he appears and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love it. So let me ask you what, like, I'll start with you, Daryl. What was your introduction to this film? When did you first kind Ooh. of find out about Phantom this of is, Paradise? Like, I knew about it for years. It's, the weird thing is, actually, we had, um, we have, with our podcast, we have a Patreon where, like, we have a tier in which, like, you pay us, you know, you pay a bit of money into it, and then we'll basically cover it. You, you basically, you throw coin, we shake booty. And we had <laughs> we had a, a dear listener who was like, I'd very much like you to cover Phantom of the Paradise. And we were like, oh, cool, wicked. Again, it's one of those films that I always like, oh, I should get on that. I should get on that. Because I love not only Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I, I've, I wouldn't call myself an apologist for... Um, shock treatment i genuinely think it's a great follow-up and but nobody uh, knows about it and i just never got around to Phantom of the paradise so the first time i watched it was about three years ago four years ago for the mm-hmm. for the podcast and then since then we've seen it at the prince charles cinema as well mm-hmm. um but yeah we watched it for the podcast like Amazing. on a request yeah, yeah. And, and yeah i didn't know anything about it either so i think it was david um our, our... i don't know if it was i don't know who it was but yeah, we have like it a Patreon, a Patreon superstar who like always suggests the best movies for Amazing. us. So if it was David, thank <laughs> you, David. Um, but yeah, it it was just it was such a bolt from the blue, and it's turned into one of my favorite films. It's just I I love it so much, and I'm stunned that more people don't know it exists. Um, because yeah, it just feels like such a gem, and I'm just like, why has this not had the same success as Rocky Horror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was which, like, in fairness, didn't have success at the time. It was only no. midnight, like, the midnight screening type thing, you know, and that and, kind well, of. Well, it was that... kind of. It wasn't until it became a film, and well, then yeah. it kind of the snake ate its tail, mm-hmm. and then people would go up to um, the writer and kind of be like, "Have you seen what they've done with your movie?" And it's like, "No, no, no, it started on the stage." <laughs> yeah. So like, it's that kind of yeah. So it's yeah. I think well, this this deserves the amount of attention and and success. What's quite weird about Phantom of the Paradise is it kind of had that success, but very very localized to Winnipeg right. in Canada. <laughs> right. Like that it that was the place where it just like some reason hit a chord with everyone and just like played for like two to three years yeah wow. just like constantly. amazing just everyone was like and i think like they hosted years later i think like 2000 and 
yeah, like in the two thousands, mm-hmm. hosted like a, a Phantom Palooza where yeah. they like wow. got they got beef and they got uh, <laughs> Winslow Leach yeah. like mm-hmm. back yeah, yeah. down to kind of screen the film, have Q and A's and stuff Amazing. like that. And it's it's fascinating. And I, I, I'm going to admit to you guys, I was shocked to hear that you only watched it three years ago because I was like ready to come in and be like, oh yeah, you guys be like. Oh, we've known about this film for years. But it's something that we've instantly fallen in love with. Yeah, well, like it's just, yeah, it is just, it really was for both of us. We were just like, this is fucking it's great. It's so extremely our shit. It actually upsets yeah, me. I'd never painful. seen it as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If I'd have seen this when I was a teenager, I would have instantly fallen in love with it. Well, well it hit me like at like the age of, I don't know. My maths isn't great, but like 2013, so mm. right, like on the run up to Daft Punk's album coming out, right, this series of videos. Your music lingers on, will all of us be glad you're gone? If you'd like to hear the full conversation I had with Daryl and Jeanette there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod for as little as $3 or £2.50 a month. You can get access to this brand new podcast series, Movie Brat Bros. As I said in the intro to this episode, I'll be going through the films of the movie Brat, so the collective of directors that Francis Ford Coppola was a part of, and comparing their films to his films at the times that they came out. Uh, the rest of this episode is really, really great. So uh, I would recommend you heading over to Patreon right now. It's definitely worth your money. This episode in full is two hours long, and it's an absolute joy. Uh, as I say in the intro with Jeanette and Daryl, this was an in-person one. It was a lot of fun. So I hope to see you guys over on Patreon right now. Remember, it's patreon.com forward slash caged in pod. And if you don't want to sign over on Patreon, that is fine. But if you enjoy Caged In, the regular free show, uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Give me a brand spanking five-star review and leave a little, uh, leave some little thoughts. Maybe you'll be like, maybe you'll be giving me a one-star, being like, oh, he teased us with some great podcast chat about Brian De Palma, but he's put it behind a paywall. Sorry, guys, that's just how it is. Uh, hustler's gonna hustle. But uh, as always, guys, I've been Petrus Pat Syllabus. I've been movie bratting and I've been broing. So until next time, I'll catch you later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.